Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're getting some good participation here. Tweet us. We were talking about ways that uh, we could... Uh, get the home court advantage back in the NBA by, you know, giving the road team a specific disadvantage. Let us know at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson, at Jake Scott Zone. Uh, we've, we've had some good interaction come in so far. So we'll get to these ideas throughout the show, Gordon. Maybe you could make the, uh, the road team run to the gym. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, what, what about you make the road team, all of them play with restrictive underwear? <laughs> Like underwear that's just a couple sizes too tight. Or or skinny jeans. Or skinny jeans. That's even better. Even better. Now you're taking it too far. Uh, I think we took it too far a while ago. <laughs> yeah, you should have heard the off-air yeah, suggestions. I, I think we, we might have uh, taken it too far Maybe uh, sometime in the, the last segment. The road team could wear have to wear a beanie cat with a with a little thing a little thing that spins around on their heads. See, there you go. Now you're thinking, Gordon. All right, let's uh, jump out to the Sprint special guest line Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability from Basketball Insiders. He's our friend Steve Kyler. Steve, uh, first and foremost, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, you know, we're really fortunate. You know, I'm in Central Florida, and, and by percentage population, I mean, I think most of the places in the U.S., we've done really, really well. Uh, fortunately, I don't spend a lot of time with my family, so this has been welcomed. <laughs> um, but I think they're ready for me to get out of the house. So, no, we're good, and, and certainly appreciate you asking. Well, Gordon and I are, are just kind of breaking down the latest and greatest from the world of the NBA. Talk to us. Give us your thoughts on some of the solutions we're seeing out there. Well, you know, I kind of always kind of preface it this way that, you know, this was bad. Like, there's just no version of this that was good. So it's like, how do we make the best of something that's bad? And I think what we're going to see out of this is maybe the best scenario. Um, I was a little skeptical of the idea of all 30 teams coming to one place and playing because, you know, I know the Warriors don't want to play. I mean, to a certain extent, the Knicks want to get on with their coaching higher. You know, they're just teams that won't get anything out of eight more games. Um, so I think the fact that they're going to bring teams that have a fighting shot at getting into the postseason, I think that's good. I think the teams that were in deserve to be in this discussion. You know, I like Washington being in. I like Philadelphia, or Phoenix being in. And, you know, I think we all want to see Zion Williamson get a chance to get into the postseason as a rookie. So I think there's just a lot of good that's there. I'm not sure what the quality of the basketball is going to be. Um, you know, we've never had a situation where the entire league has been away for this long. But I do know that you're going to get some really interesting angles because you don't have to account for the crowd in terms of how we're going to visualize these games on television. Um, And look, it's going to be good to get the NBA back and playing basketball. And I think the format that they're coming up with, while not ideal to the purists, are going to give us things maybe we've always wanted. I know a lot of fans have wanted 1 through 16 regardless of conference. You're going to get it. You may not like the outcome. It may exclude all of the Eastern Conference from it. But um, the truth of it is it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together and the fact that it looks like we'll get probably a unanimous yes tomorrow from the Board of Governors says everybody's on the same page. Do you like the – you mentioned the uh, the situation between the 8th and the ninth. Uh, place teams in each conference. 
I wonder how that's going to turn out. You know, I mean, a four-game gap, that's pretty wide. Yeah, and, and kind of in the other part is, right, like, you know, if, if you've gone through all of this, right, you've survived all of this, all the games you've played, all the injuries, because most of the teams that are sitting at the bottom on the outside, you think about Portland, you think about Washington, you think about, you know, even Phoenix and Sacramento, and just, you know, injuries have been why they weren't as good as maybe we thought they were going to be. Orlando, to a certain extent, Miss Jonathan Isaac, who was kind of the defensive player of the year guy for them. You know, the fact that, that all of those things come back into the equation now, to maybe say one of my guys is rusty or somebody pulled a hamstring or, you know, we just didn't have as much training time as maybe the other team had. The fact that it could come down to some quirkiness, I always like it to be decided on the floor. And I do like this idea of let's decide it on the floor and let's put some urgency. I mean, how many times have we seen the last four games of the NBA season matter to anybody. Unless you were one game away, most teams were on cruise control the last four games of the season. And the fact that this could go down the wire and matter to the final seconds before you even start the playoffs, I think will be interesting, especially to see maybe what some of those teams are made of. Steve Kyler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. What have you thought about Adam Silver's leadership during all of this? I mean, you can compare it to other sports that it maybe has not gone so smoothly, but it seems like he's, you know, when faced with a trying situation, he's responded very appropriately. Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I kind of look at it from my prism and say, you know, They've got a good partnership. You know, the league has a good partnership with the players. The players are on board with Adam as a leader. The majority of teams are on board with Adam as a leader. And he's very thoughtful. He's very analytical. He's very data-driven. But he doesn't waffle. When he makes a decision, that's what it's going to be. And we push it through. And usually it's been the right decision. I don't think anything that has mattered in the Adam Silver era wasn't done the way that maybe it should have been. Like, in hindsight, you go, it was the right decision. You know, the decisiveness of Donald Sterling, you know, you think about the decision to cancel the season, to be bold and daring and changing something like the All-Star game and trying new ideas and listening to ways to make the league better. You know, he's he's proven to be a forward thinker in that way. And, you know, I think it does help that, you know, the NBA players understand what's at stake. If you don't get on board, you don't get behind what we're doing. We're going to tear up the collective bargaining agreement. When we do that, that means all the guaranteed contract money becomes in question, you know, what does a new future look like? Do you want to try to negotiate a labor deal in this economic environment? You know, the players are motivated to be behind Adam Silver, but I think through this, he's bought himself a lot of trust and credibility just because of how he communicates and and really how much he cares about not only the business side, and we're certainly seeing that in other sports, uh, but also the player side. Player safety is paramount, and the one thing that I've heard through all of this is we're not going to let anything but data and science lead the way. Um, we're not going to be influenced by anything other than that. And they've really stuck to it. And, you know, I think that's easy to say and much harder to do. And the NBA is going to lose probably a billion and a half dollars in all of this. And they're doing the right thing in a lot of ways. Is there, of all the things that you've talked about, and maybe out of some that you haven't mentioned, Steve, if you were made emperor, what would the one thing that you would change as far as what we're hearing this is going to look like? 
You know, I don't think I've got a better idea. You know, I, I really don't. I could sit here and second guess and say I'm going to be my basketball purist and we're going to go east-west because that's what we should do. But I also understand that you've got to make this interesting. You know, the NBA's got to make right a relationship with Turner and ESPN to keep that cash cow coming in and keep them excited. You've got to get a fan base behind it because guess what? The NFL is going to start playing soon and baseball is going to start playing soon and you won't be the only game in town. Um, so you've got to create some energy around this and you won't have it with the fans. So the fact that we're doing play-in games, the fact that we're doing one through 16 um, by seed, I think these are good decisions. I don't know that I would really change anything with it. You know, the timing of it, I love. I love that next year is going to start in December. I think it's long overdue. Um, the NBA getting out of the way of the NFL is going to be better for the NBA, especially as they rebuild the economic model. Um, getting, the you know, playoffs and, and things deeper into the summer, the draft into July, summer league into August next year. These are all good things. And I think we were resistant. When I say we, I mean the league and all of us to cover it. We were resistant to change. Now there's a window here where you can try change. And I think the change is going to make it better. I do. Steve Kyler, Basketball Insider, is with us here on The Big Show. Uh, Steve, let's talk about the Jazz for a moment. How difficult is their journey going to be without uh, Boyan Bogdanovich? Um, it's big. You know, Boyan was, was uh, you know, he was one of those guys. Think about, you know, he was – you know, the X factor for the Pacers and was really going to potentially be an X factor for the Jazz and you're missing a guy and and now depth is going to matter more than anything because this prolonged time away, especially for older players, you know, I worry about Mike Conley, you know, I worry about, uh, you know, some of the veterans that that are really kind of the backbone of the Jazz, you know, those are the ones that come back and pull a hamstring in training camp and are never quite right. Those are the ones that have, you know, soft tissue issues because, you know, you didn't have a chance to be in a elite condition. The young players usually are okay just ramping right back up, but the older players are the ones that matter in the postseason. You know, and and then there's right the Rudy, you know, Donovan Mitchell thing. You know, like are are they good? Like do we know they're good? Um you're gonna be hunkered down in Orlando at Disney. You're either gonna get right or you're gonna come apart. So, you know, there's some things in all of this that I think are concerning, but depth is going to matter and losing somebody like Boyan, especially what he could be for you in the postseason uh, is a big loss. It really is. Steve, on that injury topic, uh, uh, there's no way of really knowing this, but do you think that uh, there more players will get injured under this scenario? Because if it had been like a traditional season, at this time, at a certain time toward the end of the season, then, you know, players get worn down and, uh, you know, the wear and tear is rough. These, these NBA seasons are brutally long on the players. I wonder if it's really going to ultimately make that much of a difference. I think, look, when you can get, what are we, 65, 70 days off, like most of these guys have been off. Um, Now, there's negatives to that. Is the rust factor. I mean, I know some players that didn't shoot a basketball for more than 60 days. You just didn't have access to it. Um, So there's that. But then there's also the, look, Orlando Magic are going to get Jonathan Isaac back. Um, Philadelphia 76ers are going to get both uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid back. And they were going to be question marks going into a normal postseason. You think about Anthony Davis and, and his durability, LeBron, and all the miles that are on him, you know, getting these guys a chance to come back fairly rested, you know, probably outweighs what I'm going to call the soft tissue problem, which is you're going to see more hamstring tweaks. And this is where your training staff is going to matter 
and then you run into you can't have all your training staff around these guys. It's going to be a limited number of people that have access to the players, so it's going to make a difference. And I think if you're built well organizationally, which I think the Jazz are one of the top five in the league in this regard, you're going to have an advantage. When you've got players that love to work, you're going to have an advantage. And when you've got a coach and a coaching staff that's going to come in with a really good plan about getting back quick so that we can get into the playbook quicker, um, I think that's going to be helpful. So I think experienced coaching staff, buy-in from ownership, buy-in from leadership, great support staff that has done the work already to have a plan that's about coming in and executing. I think those are going to be what differentiates. And I think some of the teams that are maybe getting by a little bit without having those other things are going to get exposed pretty badly when some of those infrastructure things don't work their way. How many teams do you think will truly contend for the title when we resume? Is it uh, kind of the three everybody thinks about, the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks, and everyone else, or are there other teams you'd throw into that conversation? I think I'm ready to widen it for a couple of reasons. Is one, you know, the fact that travel won't be a factor, the fact that home court won't be a factor, the fact that crowd isn't going to be a factor, that it's just going to be about players. And then you think about just kind of everybody's got a chance to get right. Like, I'm interested to see what Washington is. You know, does John Wall come back and play? I've been told John Wall's 100% healthy. You know, if the Wizards are in this, does John come and play? I mean, the, the narrative is he's not going to, but he could. You know, does Kevin Durant come back? I've been told he's 100% healthy, but, you know, the narrative is he's not, but he could. You know, so you start to get into some of these what-ifs that just kind of upset some things. But, you know, look, I think this bodes well for Portland. Portland was a really good team that had a lot of injuries. Now they're going to be healthy. I think when you look at what Phoenix was, what New Orleans was, they're going to be a team that, there's going to be a team that's in this lower tier that's going to knock off one of these upper-tier teams because injury is going to hit or just rhythm's not going to be right. So I think it's more than just the three. But, I mean, the three you mentioned, certainly the Lakers, Clippers, and Milwaukee Bucks are a class into themselves. Uh, but when you look at what Boston can be, uh, when you look at what Philadelphia could be, what Toronto was starting to look like before injuries hit them, you know, there are some real second-tier contenders that if – you know, Anthony Davis has to miss some time, and it's you know one of those teams versus the Lakers. They could be in trouble. So uh, you know, this is going to be one of those seasons where I think we will see a Cinderella dance a little bit longer than we think. Steve, we keep asking you to look into the future, but I'll continue <laughs> on that trend. Uh, do you think the TV numbers will be higher than normal? I, you know, one, I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, I cover the league, and I want people to care about what I care about and be as excited about the things I'm excited about, so I'm hopeful. I think when you look at what some of the things have done because so many people are home, and then you think about, you know, just the, the harsh reality of our world when you've got, you know, 35 million people unemployed, you know, this is going to be a good distraction. Um, this is going to be a good chance for people who, who are staying home. You know, we're starting to see the world open up a little bit, but there's still a lot of people that are staying home every day. And if these games are good and interesting and engaging, I think the numbers are going to be high because I think the unpredictability of it is going to make it a factor. You know, normally we don't care about the first round because you know it's going to be the Lakers. You know it's going to be Milwaukee. Do I really need to care unless I'm a local fan? I think the unpredictability of it's going to make it maybe must-see TV, especially if the angles and the production is what I think it's going to be, which is you're going to be inside the game in a way you've never been before. Steve, thank you so much as always for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Stay well and keep up the good work. Anytime, fellas. You guys be well, too. Thanks, Steve. That's our friend Steve Kyler 
from Basketball Insiders. He said he lives right there in Central Florida? Yeah. I think he lives in Orlando, right? Oh, that's yeah. nice for him. Yeah, his travel time is uh, not much if if he's allowed to go. I'm still yeah. interested to see how you much media and broadcast crew and all those things that uh, that will actually be allowed to go. I, I wonder, you know, because... You know, people say, oh, just do one uniform broadcast and air it in, in the relevant markets, right? But there, uh, you know, there's sponsorships to be considered, not just, uh, you know, fans like seeing their broadcasters or hearing their broadcasters call games, but there's these unique things in each broadcast that uh, are relevant for each franchise. So I, I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see uh, who's going to be able to let, be let into this bubble to, to you know, highlight the product and what's going on. Did I hear him say that they would reseed and they would do it according to record, not according to conference? I didn't read that. Uh, I didn't read. Was he saying that definitively? I he did. I, didn't I hear him say that, Austin? I thought I heard him say as, as though that was a, a real possibility. Yeah. Well, that could be a, a possibility. I haven't seen that in any of the projections. No. In any of the reports. I mean, I've heard it talked about, but I. I, I, I don't know. He was saying it uh, as though it was going to happen. I, at least that's the way I interpreted it. If I were uh, if I were an Eastern Conference team, I'd be really grumpy about that. Why is that? Because the West has more, comma, better teams than the East. <laughs> yeah, but they've also played each other more often, so it's a it, it's a disadvantage to the West in that in that way. I mean, right. if if you were the number one seed, you'd much rather go through the East and the West, right? I mean, if I were, you know, the Bucks, I certainly would rather play Orlando than, um, well, would, maybe they still would play Orlando. Anyway, uh, I, I would think if I were an Eastern Conference team, the road would be easier anyway. Hmm. You wouldn't yeah. want to get the, you, if, you're a, if you're the Bucks, you don't want to have to face the Lakers uh, in, until the finals or the Clippers until the finals, right? If you're the Bucks, you might have to play both the Clippers and the Lakers. See, that would be what I would want to avoid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, <laughs> I guess we're going to get – now, they're voting tomorrow at 1030 Mountain Time. Right. So when they vote on it, I wonder how long it's going to take before we get every detail. Or do you think these preliminary reports are all right on the money? I, oh, I, don't I think know. they're. I, th- I bet they're right on the money. We've been talking about this for a while. I think Adam Silver is going to have every detail figured out for the owners to vote. And you even heard Steve right there, who said uh, he expects it to be unanimous. I I would think that he knows exactly what's going on before that phone call ever happens. So we would expect that uh, Dennis Lindsay and the Jazz organization, they already know what it's going to be. I would guess, yeah. So they have plenty of time to process it before the vote happens. Right. I I guess what I'm saying is I don't see an owner uh, putting up a last-minute, like, uh, rally for a cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. if uh, if uh, they're like uh, you, Gordon, and, and they think that the the visiting team should have to wear a forty pound backpack, <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to have time to rally the support to get the vote. So I think I th- I think this stuff's probably pretty ironclad. You know, it, it, we could turn this into quite the reality show, couldn't we? We can have all kinds of side stuff going on. Three players on the visiting team can only play with one leg they have the other leg on one of those little scooters 
like when you have knee surgery. <laughs> okay. How about this? Everybody has to wear an earpiece, and the the visiting uh, the visiting team just has Gilbert Gottfried screaming into their ear the whole game. <laughs> now the Cavaliers are not any god. Right. <laughs> that would be absolute. I, I think I'd rather be eliminated than have to go through that. <laughs> Well, let's see the wasn't the, that guy wasn't that guy the uh, he was the bird on the shoulder the, of Iago the or something get it yeah, right yeah. man it's Iago or he Iago. was also a bird when he was the insurance duck Affleck yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh is that him it was it's not Gilbert Godfrey was Affleck so I how about oh, this Gordon gosh. you and Austin uh, both have eye patch stories the visiting team has to wear an eye patch <laughs> no depth perception he, would be a little yeah. rough oh big time. Forget about the three-point shooting. I think we're on to something. All right, we have some other suggestions coming in. If if you have an idea for how to make up <laughs> for the home court advantage loss in the bubble, let us know. I think we've had some really good ones, actually, so far. You're going to make the lower-seeded teams like wear grass skirts? Okay. Hopefully not just grass skirts, but yes. Anybody got to play barefoot? What? You lose shoe uh, sponsorship money. Uh, a... What if we duct tape the visitors' mouths closed so they can't communicate verbally? Duct tape's a little extreme. But well, what, what, do you want me to sew it shut? What, no. what else do you suggest? How about uh, you could have the uh, you could have the road team have to have to wear like uh, like a, a scuba mask and maybe some <laughs> flippers. <laughs> flippers would be, so be rough. Good. Flippers would be rough. That'd be quite the disadvantage there. <laughs> I suggested in the break that one team has to start and play their mascot in full costume for the whole game. <laughs> how, how about this? Each team has to use a roster spot for a legendary player of that franchise, but they have to be over 50. So it just takes away a roster spot? Because so, they're not going to actually So play. then Magic would be playing for the Lakers. Okay. The Jazz is Stockton Malone over fifty yet? Yeah. Yes. So they bring yeah. him back and get a roster spot for one of those two. Stockton could probably play ten minutes. Ah, huh? see, but you'd have to require him to play. That'd be the hard part. Hmm. One of your legends from your franchise has to play fifteen minutes of a game. Bring Mark Eaton back. What if the other the visiting team had to have uh, spam or not spam Pam sprayed on their hands? At every okay. timeout. All right. See, now we're on to something. All right. At Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton. In, in honor of uh, Jerry Sloan, I think the road team should have to wear tuxedos. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to more ideas, and we'll get to also other big news in the world of sports. Coming up next, stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile. I think we should make the visiting team all wear tutus. I like that, Riker. Welcome on back. It's Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's been some ideas leaked on how to make up for the lost home court advantage in the bubble situation, and we're helping today, Gordon. 
The Big Show listeners, we're being of some assistance. Oh, of course we are. How do we help? We can come up with some good ideas. By the way, this might be my least favorite Aerosmith song. Because it's not theirs. Isn't it originally a, a country Is love it? song? Yeah. I don't know. I thought so. But uh, they got a lot of run for this song. They got it? a lot of money in 1998 from this song. Oh, yeah. A ton. Not my favorite. And, and even worse movie. It's a terrible movie. Isn't it that Ben Affleck it's Armageddon land yeah. on a comet or something that, movie? That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Agreed. I agree. But Holy Steven God. Tyler's daughter was in it, wasn't yeah. she? Correct. Uh-huh. She, yeah, correct. Yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. She played Bruce Willis's daughter. They don't look a thing alike. No, they don't. She does look like Steven Tyler, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon, all That's right. Weird. Let's, let's get to you. Don't look like a I was trying to think of a, what's her name in Lord of the Rings. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. All right, Gordon, should we get to some ideas from our listeners here? Because I think we've got some good ones coming in. All sure. Right? Go ahead. Fire away. Uh, Roxy says, best idea yet. The higher seeded team gets to release an attack monkey one time per half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the attack monkey. Let's see what happens. <laughs> LeBron uh, isn't going to like this. Here comes the attack monkey. The Clippers have released the capuchin. <laughs> Uh, look, all of these are quite punitive. Uh, our friend Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says, in true Gordon Monson fashion, the visiting team can't use water to hydrate. They can only use melted types of cheese. <laughs> oh. And actually, independently, Austin and I were talking about this one, and, and we thought uh, we came up with the visiting team gets ditch water. Or Austin had a good one. The visiting team gets just gravy. Just thick brown gravy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thicker, the better. Imagine coming off the court, sweating, <laughs> tired, the timeout. You can't wait to rehydrate and they hand you a big old cup of gravy. <laughs> then you have to go run with that heavy gravy in your tummy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's uh, a home court advantage. That is a home court advantage. Uh, let's see. Dave Slamalochton. Says the only pregame warm-up music the road team is allowed to listen to is Juice Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, let's see here. Beer glasses for the visiting team. <laughs> you just get Angel in the morning, but I want to listen to something else. Nope, just Juice. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your Los Angeles Lakers. Way to hit the post off. power forward. <laughs> you hit hey, that you post right on. That. Well, you are a, you you are a, a lot fan. worse than that. <laughs> you are a fan. Uh, Brady suggests beer glasses for the visiting team. Have you seen those glasses no, that you it, can wear that kind of gives you walleye vision? Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Each fan base, uh, guy on a buffalo says, each fan base votes on a song to be played during home games. Uh, jazz can play basketball, John, on a loop, or a recording of Carl Malone shouting about fishing. Hmm. All right. I like this one because this this goes back to my days covering the summer league. Chris says every time uh, the lower seated team shoots a three, the PA announcer he says "bang bang" before the ball leaves the shooter's hand, rather than after the shot is made. That's, that's an old story. We were at Summer League, and the announcer said, bang, bang, after every made three, but we could not understand what the heck he was saying. It took like <laughs> 10 minutes to figure out that he was saying, bang, bang, because it, it came out like, bang, 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 It was the weirdest thing in the world. It, it was a uh, three-pointer, bang, 
<laughs> it was it was very strange. But I like that one. I like that one, Chris. Thank you if for listening. If you're going to go down that road, then you could get like a who's the most sarcastic, biting, uh, mean comedian out there? Comic uh, the insult dog, right? What's his name? The, yeah, that's right. The comic it's, the insult dog. The yeah. insult okay, comic so dog. Triumph. Have, Triumph. So thank you, you. Yeah. So you have him on the uh, on the PA, just insulting <laughs> the team as it's going down. I like that one. That's a good one. Where they just insult the guy with the ball. That's pretty funny. Oh, it's probably nothing these guys haven't heard before. We're th- we're through the looking glass here, Gordon. <laughs> uh, on a serious note, and guy on a Buffalo tweets in again, and uh, I wanted to read this because uh, I hope. This will be truly unique with this thing. He says, underrated underrated part of NBA returning. With no fans, will the players' voices be able to be heard on TV like Summer League? Will we be able to hear the trash talk and the coaches' calls from the bench? I hope so. I think you will be able to hear some of the talk. You might not be able to hear everything, but I think we'll get get a flavor for that, which would really be cool. Well, that's why I, I don't want them to do artificial crowd noise. I really yeah, don't. Come on, that's bogus. Get rid of that crap. It could be a like a different way to watch the game because you get more of an inside look. I think it right. has the potential to be really cool. I think they stick the cameras into the into the locker room at halftime. Okay, sure, why not? No, more I access, mean, the better. As far as I'm yes. concerned, it's entertaining. It's entertainment. Why not? Uh, I mean, I've seen my fair share of naked men. I don't need to see any more. <laughs> I don't mean that. How about how about the lower seated team or, or the road team has to pick one player who has to mash his thumb with a hammer? No. Yes. No, we don't want anybody hurt. Well, maybe not break any bones, but you know, like <laughs> make it a mallet. Like yeah, there's going to be some swelling. <laughs> Why? Non-shooting right. hand. Non-shooting hand, fine. And the other team gets to pick the player. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry, James Harden, you got to go smash that finger. Every game or just before game no, one? No, every game. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about you make uh, you make the visiting team wear, uh, like, later hosen and uh, maybe some clogs? Clogs is a, a solid suggestion. Clogs, it, it feels to me like, like we're headed for injury there, no? ACLs no, left yeah. and right. <laughs> Could be, but I remember playing uh, when DJ and I had our one-on-one uh, game on the on the uh, floor in the arena. There, uh, I had I was I wasn't wearing clogs proper, but I was wearing sandals that didn't have backs on the back, and uh, that made it rather difficult. Like slider shoes, like flip flops. I've seen uh, those clogs. I've seen what he's talking about. Yeah, they just they, they're uh, like slip on, like yeah, almost like slippers. But I see. Clogs. I yeah. see. It's yeah, a closed it's, toe. Okay. Yeah, it's like 20 years ago, but uh, we tied. We tied. So. <laughs> DJ got out to a 5-1 lead, and then I stormed back and tied it up at five each, and we were going to six, and suddenly he had to go do a live shot mm, mm. when it was 5-5. See, I was working with those claw, with those slippers, whatever they are, and it was causing me some trouble. Okay, the other team gets to pick – the road team pick a player and they got to squeeze lemon juice in that player's eye wow. before the game. Wow. It's, it's not blinding. It's just irritating. You ever had that happen? <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you're squeezing sure a lemon yeah. and a little bit shoots into the eye. Yeah, that's happened. Are you sure it's not blinding? Lemon not juice? Tempor- no. Temporarily? No, it's not blinding temporarily. 
But why don't we blind one of them temporarily? <laughs> what would blind them temporarily? Sephoric acid? What are we? Oh, what would it take? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just super glue one of their eyes closed. I don't. Know. Can you imagine that being a rule <laughs> legislated into this whole thing? And uh, one player Players, will shake be hands. temporarily blinded <laughs> thirty minutes Chris before Paul, the game. You've been chosen. If you'll meet us at the uh, scorers table, please. Sounds this won't a hurt little, a thing. This won't hurt a bit. That sounds a little road warrior-ish, doesn't it? Okay. Oh, we're just smack outside. a guy upside the head before a game. Thinking outside the box. One player gets brass knuckles. <laughs> That's the the home court advantage there. Hmm. I think I think we're a little too extreme now. Maybe we should dial this topic yeah, back a little bit. Yeah, yeah there's got to be. I something think we've better. taken it a little. I think How about take something it a too that far. would really be replicate the difference? You know, the normal advantage. You said earlier, uh, take the ball possession-wise a couple more times. But I think you can't change the rules on the floor. That has to stay uniform for both teams. But there might be something that isn't quite so aggressive. I I like the, the possession ones at the beginning of the quarter. I think that gets the home team an extra couple possessions. I think that's a good way to... To give them a little bit of an advantage that they would get at home. If you change the rules, Jake, now everything gets all messed up. How so? Uh, that's the credibility of the league. The integrity. No, it's a one possession now. at the beginning of the third quarter is not the integrity of the league. <laughs> Stop it. I get your point about about rules and being fair, and I I understand, and that has value. But let's let's not call out the integrity of the NBA if they give the home team an extra possession at the beginning of the third quarter. You know, it occurs to me that these uh, the league is going to a lot of trouble to determine that eighth team from both conferences. And it just seems to me like all they're going to earn is the right to be absolutely swept out of the playoffs by the Lakers and the Bucks. I don't know if it would be a sweep, but I mean, again, you, you throw out these arguments like they're not true in normal circumstances. Yeah, I know. It's just going out of out of everybody's way here to uh, to make accommodation there. Or under we're going out of our way to have more competitive basketball games. Yeah, I suppose. You know, uh, what Steve said about the Portland Trailblazers is really true, man. For them to get their players back and to come out, they might be a dangerous team. All right, we'll have a Mountain America Market update coming up next. And we, we pulled out a, a a chunk, and I say a chunk because it's about 20 minutes long, but the, the whole interview was was uh, over a half an hour. But Guy Holiday was on with DJ and PK this morning, and he was terrific. And we want to air a large portion of that interview for what's going on today at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. More big show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Gordon, it's time for another another Mountain America market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is Jake Mann with us here on The Big Show. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Tell us about that market today. Yeah, I think your listeners will be pleasantly surprised to hear that the market is up again today for the third consecutive day. Uh, the Dow Jones rose 527 points, which is just over a 2% increase on the day. The S&P 500 rose 42 points, which is up 1.36% today. And the NASDAQ rose 74 points, up 0.78% today. Um, so all around pretty good numbers. Uh, the major headline today uh, was around jobless numbers. Uh, they came in better than expected, although we did see a decrease of around 3 million jobs in the month of May. That is quite a bit less than the 9 million jobs that were expected to be cut during that same time. So uh, the idea is that we're hopefully seeing some light at the end of the tunnel and that the coronavirus-related layoffs are nearing an end here. Jake, we were just talking during the break about uh, the, that Fauci had said that uh, he was optimistic about a vaccine being ready to go by the end of the year. Does, does that kind of thing affect the market? It most definitely does. The uh, market is forward-looking, um, so it's always looking at when that vaccine is going to come out. And any announcement like that would instantly move stock prices. Wow. Any tips for our listeners today? Um, yeah, I was thinking the number one comment I get when I'm putting together financial plans for members is that they want to be saving more, but they just don't have it in their budget right now. And the idea is that down the road, whether it's a promotion or they're able to pay off some additional debt, that down the road they'll have some funds to put away for retirement. Um, but something happened here in the middle of March, end of April, as you know, um, as the COVID-19 pandemic started to, to increase, um, people started hoarding cash just like they were, you know, hoarding toilet paper or groceries or anything else. Um, and savings rates for the average American increased significantly um, from around 7% to a high of 33%, which is higher since the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis started tracking this type of data. Um, so obviously, we don't expect anyone to continue to live like they do during the pandemic and to continue to save like, like they were. That's not my idea of living. I don't think that's anyone's idea of living. But it may be a good time to just sit back, reevaluate those expenses, maybe see what expenses weren't necessarily adding to your happiness or well-being. And maybe before we return to full normal life, we transition some of those funds into a savings or investment account to kind of set them up for the future. Jake, you mentioned people hoarding cash just like they hoarded uh, toilet paper. What did people like Gordon do who use cash as toilet paper? Oh, <laughs> I would oh, love to please. be in Gordon's position. <laughs> Jake, yeah. hey, Jake, if I put down ten billion, I only would have had five left. Five years from now, I'll be showing up on your doorstep with my pockets turned out, asking for five bucks. You know, uh, Jake, thank you very much for dropping by the show. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. You bet. There you go. That's Jake Mann from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. There you go. That's good news from the market, Gordon. 
I think we could all use some good news this yes. week, right? So yes. that uh, that is uh, there is some good news, and I I hope these Mountain America uh, market updates are are useful. They are to me. I'm hoping they're useful to our our listeners as well because well, we gotta, you know, th- this is all relevant to to life even more so now. Some people think they're not really involved in the market, but they are if they have a, a some sort of account of yep. any kind, saving for the future, and it's good news because when the market uh, is healthy, usually it means that. Oftentimes that there are jobs available and that people are working. And uh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, because <clears throat> as we, you know, pull out of this thing at whatever uh, pace we do, you know, people are going to have to go back to work. So uh, I think that's that's really good news that we've had three days up in a row in the market, Gordon. And hopefully that's, uh, you know, eventually trickles down to to everybody getting back to work. When I read that last night coming from Dr. Fauci, that was about as optimistic a news as I've read in quite some time. We've all sort of weathered difficult uh, news and trying to process some of this stuff. But And he was, I think he said he, he was optimistic. Uh, he said there's always chances that things uh, don't go as they hope. But uh, the test, uh, if I read the story correctly, they said they'd go into phase three testing on a couple of different vaccine candidates at the beginning of July, and that they are actually manufacturing the various vaccines uh, in bulk right now, so that the, with when when one of them gets approval, they will have like a hundred million doses available. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm all for a little optimism these days. I'll tell you that. Here, here. Yeah, They're all. As much good news as we can get in the world, uh, uh, I'll take as much as I can get. seems like we've had a lot of uh, important but not so positive news lately. Yeah, and I hope uh, after we processed what we've talked about this week, Jake, I, I, I am, maybe I'm just stupid, but I, I am optimistic that this recognition of what's going on right now might make a de- might make a difference moving forward as far as attitude of as far as what is tolerated what isn't tolerated or as far as what is what actions are taken and what actions aren't taken and i i i hope that this has caught the attention of people of all walks of life and from all ethnicities and that people will not stand for racism anymore that they'll speak up that they will prevent or at least limit as much as possible this kind of uh, activity in the future. I mean, I, I, I'm i fairly skeptical about a lot of things. I'm trying to force that skepticism away and believe that the goodness that is in people will triumph ultimately. I hope that's not too preachy. Well, in the immediate, um, uh, the protests here in Salt Lake were, were peaceful and everything went so well uh, yesterday that uh, they lifted, uh, Aaron Mendenhall lifted the curfew on Salt Lake City for uh, for today and, and going forward. And I think that's a, a extremely good news that we can handle this situation appropriately on all sides. So there's a Pro- little optimism, too. Peaceful protesting has been a part of the American way from the beginning. It's it should be encouraged, not discouraged. Somebody met with with, uh, with uh, I understand that there are certain characters that get involved who take it in a direction it, it, it needn't go. 
but uh, but as far as the peaceful protesters, I have respect for those people. Nothing less. No doubt. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, speaking of that subject, Guy Holiday was on the show with DJ and PK this morning, wide receivers coach for the University of Utah, and he was just terrific. He did about a half an hour interview. We've cut that down to about 20 minutes. And uh, we want to give uh, the big show a chance, a big show listeners, a chance to hear that if they did not this morning. So we'll get into that coming up next for what's going on. Don't forget, David Locke uh, joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour as well. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.